Hello, this is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 6th of September. The Enforcement Directorate conducted searches at multiple locations in five states today as part of its investigation into alleged irregularities in the Delhi excise policy. Searches were conducted at 30 locations in Delhi, Uttar Pradesh, Punjab, Haryana, Telangana and Maharashtra. The current searches are said to be targeting various vendors, distributors and middlemen engaged by the Delhi government under its now-scraped new excise policy. The ED case is based on a CBI FIR which was filed last month. CBI had booked Delhi Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia, three excise department officials and various vendors and distributors among the 15 accused it had named in the FIR. Hours after the ED raids today, Sisodia, who is also the Education Minister of Delhi, said that the ED officers will only find maps of some schools at his place. He said that he had nothing to hide and had done his job honestly. Sisodia's house was raided on August 19th. But what is the extent of the Delhi excise scam? Sisodia had poked the BJP recently on its alleged indecision on the extent of the scam. He said that while one person had said that the corruption is of Rs 8,000 crore, another had said Rs 10,000 crore, while someone else said Rs 150 crore. What are the various versions? What does the CBI FIR say? And which versions are correct? Read my colleague Shivnarayan Rajpurohit's report on newslaundry.com where he decoded this. The report is titled, Rupees 50 crore or Rupees 10,000 crore, making sense of the extent of Delhi's excise scam. Listeners, the reason we are able to bring you such stories without any pressure from political parties or corporations is because we don't depend on them for ads. We rely only on you, the reader, to support us. So if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start at Rs 300 only. Indian and Pakistani troops reportedly exchanged fire on the international border in Jammu's Arnia sector today. According to a Border Security Forces spokesperson, Pakistani rangers resorted to unprovoked firing on a BSF patrol this morning. The spokesperson further said that the BSF Jammu troops gave an alleged befitting reply to the unprovoked firing by Pakistani rangers. This is the first such incident to take place since February 2021 when India and Pakistan renewed their pledge to abide by the 2003 ceasefire agreement. Under this agreement, Military officials of the two sides have weekly discussions and the Director-Generals establish contact when one of the two sides requests for dialogue. As per the BSF official, there was no loss or injury to BSF troops in the exchange of fire this morning. Seven Memorandum of Understandings, or MOUs, were signed by India and Bangladesh today with delegation-level talks held between Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Bangladesh Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina at Hyderabad House in Delhi today. The two sides signed a pact on water sharing on the Kushiara River, after which PM Modi said that the agreement would benefit people in southern Assam and Silhet in Bangladesh. The other packs signed were related to railways, space, IT and media. 
Bangladesh PM Hasina began her four-day visit to India yesterday. Hours after her arrival, she had met External Affairs Minister S J Shankar and Adani Group Chairman Gautam Adani. Hasina said that as long as Modi is around, New Delhi and Dhaka will find a solution to all bilateral problems, including the Tista River water sharing issue. As several areas of Bengaluru continued to remain waterlogged following heavy rain, Karnataka Chief Minister Baswaraj Bommai today blamed the previous Congress government's maladministration for the floods. Bommai said that despite all odds, his government had taken it up as a challenge to restore the city. He accused the previous Congress governments of giving permission left, right and center for construction activities in the lake areas. He said that such unprecedented heavy rainfall had not been recorded in Karnataka for the last 90 years. However, he said that the picture being portrayed that the entire city was facing difficulties was untrue. Last night, a 23-year-old woman died of electrocution on a waterlogged road according to news reports. She was suspected to have come in contact with a live wire after touching an electric post while she tried to wade through the knee-deep water. A central team will reportedly be arriving in the city tonight to study the situation. The weather department has predicted heavy rains in south and interior Karnataka for the next four days. The state has received 144% excess rain in the last week of August and 51% excess rain in the first five days of September already. This is the most rainfall Karnataka has received in 42 years. The Kerala High Court directed the National Disaster Management Authority to formulate guidelines for identifying cases of deaths due to COVID-19 vaccination after-effects and for compensating the victims' dependents, Baran Bench reported. The court was hearing a petition by a woman who lost her husband following the administration of the vaccine in August 2021. Justice V.G. Arun observed that he had already come across at least three cases of people dying possibly due to some adverse reaction of the vaccine. Even if the number of such people is low, he said that the matter must be addressed. In an earlier order, the court had directed the ASG to get instructions as to whether the government had any policy in place to compensate victims of adverse effects following the vaccine. The ASG had responded on September 1st, saying that no such policy had been framed so far. Hence, the court directed the authorities to take speedy measures to formulate policies or guidelines to address the issue within three months. At least 65 people have been killed due to the powerful earthquake in southwestern China that set off landslides and shook buildings, the state media reported. The 6.8-magnitude earthquake jolted a mountainous area in Luding County in Sichuan Province at 12.52pm on Monday. At least 16 people are still missing and hundreds injured, AP reported. The highest level of emergency response has been activated for the earthquake, with over 6,500 rescuers, four helicopters and two unmanned aerial vehicles in the area. The earthquake had added to the southwestern Sichuan province's recent woes as the lockdown protocols continue. Over 50,000 people have been relocated to safer locations. More than 240 buildings have collapsed and 13,000 damaged, Reuters reported. That's all the news we have for you today. 
have a great day or a good night depending on where you are listening from see you tomorrow all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel